BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Guys, I know I cannot shut up about my hydro jug, but it is for good reasoning, okay? I feel like the true test of a good product is when I get my friends in real life who are at my house all the time onto something and they all have hydro jugs. We love hydro jugs here in this household, okay? There's so many reasons that I love my hydro jug, right? So the first is that it holds half a gallon of water, which I love, so I'm able to just refill it twice a day. It has a leak-proof seal, a wide mouth opening, a carry loop, an integrated handle, measurement scale, it's BPA-free plastic, dishwasher safe, and a shatterproof bottle. My hydro jug has legitimately changed my life because I drink so much water and water is, as we know, very important, okay? You have so many different colors to choose from. My favorite is the white. I also like the gray. Black is really sleek as well. And there's also a pink one that I like. I have a lot. Can you tell? I carry this with me literally everywhere. It doesn't matter if I'm going to work out. It doesn't matter if I'm in bed. It doesn't matter if I'm in my office working. It is at my side nonstop and it has made me drink so much water, guys. It's so important. I'm feeling so much better as well. And I have great news for you. Of course, we have a code. So you guys can head to www.thehydrojug.com to customize your jug and use my code. I love you for 10% off your purchase. Again, you guys can just head to www.thehydrojug.com to customize your jug and use my code. I love you for 10% off your purchase. I've got visions in my head. People tell me that I'm crazy. I tell them that's exactly it. I've got reasons for my absence. People tell me that I'm burned out. Hi guys, welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast. I am your host, Kinsey Elizabeth, and I am really glad that you guys are here today. I hope you're having the best week ever. As I'm recording this, it is currently Friday, the week before you guys hear this episode. And this week has honestly been a very, very hard week for me. And I think the past maybe month or so, I've just been dealing with comparison in a way I've really never dealt with it before and just being really hard on myself. I think I don't know. I've talked a lot about how in the past I felt like I had like reverse seasonal depression and the summers are typically really hard for me. And I don't think this summer has been as hard as it has in the past, but wow, guys, I mean, I don't know if it's just going back to LA and being around a bunch of friends and people who do the same thing as me. Maybe that's what got it started. I don't know, but I have just been really, really hard on myself. So actually this weekend, I'm going to take the weekend off social media, which I think will be good for me and actually take a break. I've also just been pretty busy and traveling a lot. So I think that a lot of my like boundaries and structure that I typically have has kind of gone out the window because I've just been trying to make everything work and 
Maybe I just haven't been prioritizing myself. I don't know. I literally cried to my dad on the phone for about an hour this week. Then the next day, I cried to my therapist for about an hour straight. So here we are, everyone. Um, Happy Thursday, okay? But I will say today's episode is actually incredibly, incredibly fitting because we have Paul Fishman on. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Paul Fishman. I truly believe he is like an angel sent to this earth. Like what a gem of a human being. We had the best time together. I wish we had more time to spend together when we were in LA. We actually recorded for his show as well, which was so fun. It's basically like carpool karaoke minus the singing. It's a little driving show, which I really love. So we'll have that in the show notes below. Definitely go check that out and um, let him know that you're coming from me. But he's just so incredible. He's actually a self-love coach and a you-do-you activist on a mission to empower and inspire humanity to love unconditionally, starting from within. For over a decade, Paul has been on a journey to bring self-love into everything he does and has built a career on sharing his journey and helping others on their own journey. I mean, we are talking about so much. We're talking about people-pleasing. We're talking about self-love. We're talking about how self-love isn't selfish, kind of how to take care of yourself, being honest and really reshaping a lot of like your mindset and different words that you use. And honestly, after the way I've been feeling just in the past few weeks, this is the perfect episode. I know that so many of us can relate to this. Like life, I feel like comes in waves. I will feel so incredible one week, quite literally no circumstances will have changed. And three weeks later, I'm just so down. And I think One, it's, I mean, there's so many different factors. I think that's one, just being a human. And two, I don't want to blame everything on being in your 20s. Obviously, that's not the case. But I do hear my friends having a lot of the same insecurities that I have or a lot of the same worries or fears. And I feel like that's probably at every age. It's just a weird, hard time, I think, especially when it comes to confidence and comparison and things like that. So I am really excited to have Paul on the show. But I have to tell you guys, all of my best friends who listen to this podcast, the craziest story that happened this week. So unfortunately, we didn't have a listener call in the last, I believe, two weeks because long story short, technical difficulties. I was in the Bahamas. Long story. Okay. But we did have a girl come in. I know her name. I'm not going to say it just in case she doesn't want me to say her name on the podcast just in case. Okay. But she's a really sweet girl. She actually works for two people that I know, which is wild, small world. She called in saying she was in LA and she was actually coming to visit Dallas to come see a boy that she had met on vacation, or I think while he was on vacation. And she basically was asking for advice or, you know, what happens if this goes poorly and, you know, whatever I said, you know, go into it with an open mind and also join our Geneva group chat in case you need friends and this goes poorly. Well, you guys will never believe it. I literally ran into her at La La Land, which I mean, yes, I'm at Lala Land like quite often, but not that much. We ran into each other. Isn't that the craziest thing? She was literally our listener call in from LA the week before. Unfortunately, it didn't air. And then I ran into her. I mean, the world is so small. I love running into you guys. I meet you guys all the time when I'm out and about, especially because I am so loud and I literally do not shut up. So it's pretty easy to not even spot me, but to hear me. And I just thought that that was the coolest story ever. So of course I had to share it with y'all. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. It's a really great talk and you guys are going to adore Paul as much as I do. As always, be sure to join our Facebook group. Really, I think what you need to be in though is our Geneva group chat. I will have that in the show notes below. I talk to you guys in it all the time. We just have a normal common chat. We have a Dallas chat. We have um, a business chat. I mean, we have so many different groups. And if you guys want another group, we can add one. I'm really, it's kind of like all of our things. So I would love for you guys to join that. 
Oh my God, I can't believe I haven't mentioned this yet. Set your calendar. September 2nd at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, we have a new merch drop. I shared it on my Instagram. If you guys want to go see if you like it and kind of plan out your purchases because it is a limited quantity. So you're definitely going to want to make sure that you kind of have it planned out and alarm set. It is so exciting, guys. And I already have even like the next drop in like months from now planned out. Like the merch is back. That's been such a big request from you guys. And I'm just very excited that it's back. So by the time this episode goes up, it's one week from today. So again, set your alarms and calendars, whatever you use, September 2nd, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. We have new merch out. If you want to see the merch, it's on my Instagram. It's on the podcast Instagram. Love that. Okay. So anyways, without further ado, let's get into the episode and welcome Paul onto the show. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so glad that I'm here. We have had just such a great little early afternoon together. Yes, we have. You picked me up. Mm-hmm. We went to Chacha Matcha. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about your matcha, by the way? I love it the most. Okay, really good. Yeah, I'm so grateful that I trusted you because I never had macadamia nut. It's a weird thing. So if you guys go to Chacha Matcha, unfortunately, it seems I'm about to go on strike because they never had the nitro lattes and that's what I get. No one cares about this. But if you go to Chacha Matcha, get the macadamia note, something about it just makes a latte better. So much better. But I'm glad that you liked it because when you order for someone, that's a lot of stress. Especially because we're new best friends. Yes. It's not like old best friends. Yeah. So it, the friendship could have been over had you hated the matcha. I mean, I haven't finished it all yet. So. Okay. So it's still up in the air. Um, and then we're doing a pod swap. So we just drove around Los Angeles. I feel like we're already best friends. Already best friends. From the second that you picked me up today. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Before when we were texting yeah, actually. and I was telling you that traffic was being rude. And, you're and like, I, I said, like this it's guy. so rude. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad I was also saying this. Like, I don't really feel like I change myself depending on who I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. And I actually think that maybe I should a little bit more because I don't think people fully understand like the tone of my text message. So once I texted you in like a certain way, I'm really glad that you could reciprocate it. And like, we were on the same page because that's not always the case. It went through my head too. I was like, am I sending (laughs) this text message about traffic being rude and who gave it permission to be rude? Because for a long time, there was no traffic here and it was amazing. I know. I only experienced that once when I was back and it was really beautiful. It felt like when it's like winter break for college kids or whatever, but everyone's traveling till they see their family. Traffic's a lot less College here. College was a really long time ago for me, so. I say winter break because I like that's my time of year reference. So, you know, I'm going to have to like start using like December, January, <laughs> the words. holidays, the holidays. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to give a little background on yourself? Yeah, totally. So my name's Paul Fishman. I'm a self-love coach and you do you activist. And I'm on a mission to empower and inspire humanity to love unconditionally starting from within. So it's really important for me to empower others to like take radical responsibility for their life and the way that they feel and how they show up in the world. So, so that's me in a, a little cute little macadamia nutshell. I love that. That was really good. Bringing it back. Do you think that you can't love someone unless you love yourself? So this has actually been an interesting topic that I've been debating within myself um, and also on TikTok, like, Mm -hmm. because I'll post a video and people like someone can love me before I love myself. Yes. Others can love you before you love yourself. But the difference is, is that if you don't love yourself enough to understand that you are lovable, then that love that others are giving you, you may not believe, or it might not feel good, or you might just not feel worthy of it. So yes, the answer to your question is yes, you can love someone before you love yourself, but it's not going to be that good, juicy, amazing, healthy love. Yeah. I find that 
a lot now. I say this all the time. I'm so grateful it's my parents' divorce when I was in the fifth grade because I was in therapy for so long and that really forced me to, it's a combination of like that really forced me to like look inward and I really want to actually like deal with things head on. And also the fact that I always want to grow. So like, even if it's not the most fun thing, I'm grateful now that I have tools to understand and process emotion. Not that I'm the best at it, but I am grateful for the tools that I've learned. And I noticed that specifically, honestly, with men who I'm friends with or just around my age, it's really common for them to not know how to process emotion. And not that like girls don't have the same problem, but we were talking about this before. Like it's really rare that any guy will talk about self-love or talk about understanding themselves or even like dealing with emotions. Like I will hear stories from friends and I'm like, it's so obvious like where this problem in your life is coming from, but they're just completely unaware. It's crazy. Well, it is crazy. And it's also like societal conditioning, you know, because as a man growing up, I was told, don't cry, don't express them, don't have feelings, all these things. And this is really, really detrimental for everyone, not just men. And this is like a real pillar of my foundation within my programming. And when I'm working with the clients, I'm just living my life. It's just like, your emotions are not wrong. Your emotions Mm -hmm. are there. They're, they're there for a reason. And to make yourself wrong and to shame yourself out of feeling, oh my goodness, that's not a way to live. How did you get to this place though, growing up when society really conditions men to really honestly, just not even have feelings? Like, how did you get here? Basically, when I grew up, I, you know, I'm a geriatric millennial. I'm 36 years old. And (laughs) when I was growing up, you know, I kind of danced to the beat of my own drum. I loved to play with Barbies. I loved to play dress up. Like I was, you know, classic, okay, let's just pretend that our son isn't gay before he comes out and then, you know, like hope for the best. Right. So it's like within that journey, I was very in touch with my emotions. But then when I turned around 10 years old and that's when as kids, we scientifically start to notice other people and we start Mm -hmm. to get, it's like when puberty hits or when we start to change and we start getting those like desires to spread our seed or whatever, the journey to dismissing who I was like became very rapid because I wanted to fit in. You know, we all want to belong. We all want to be accepted. And for me, that meant turning off my love of dancing and performing. For me, that meant turning off, you know, the desire to not play sports. And uh, it was like really doing my best to combat the feminine parts of me, you know, and the, the duality between the masculine and feminine. Like I lean towards the feminine and It wasn't until I was 25 years old and I looked in the mirror and I was like, I don't recognize this person staring back at me that I realized that I had been living my life for everyone else. I really sacrificed so much of my journey. I had a very high powered career in luxury retail in New York City and felt very just like accomplished on paper, but I would go home and felt miserable. I was in a relationship that was emotionally abusive and wasn't serving me. And within all of these cycles of self-sabotage and trying to live up to the expectations that I thought other people had for me, I really lost myself. And it wasn't until I just dropped everything and dismissed all of that and really sat with myself and gave myself space to be like, wow, I've been living my life for everyone but me that I was able to heal that. And like that in itself was a journey. 
Very fitting that we have a better help read in this episode as I talked about how I cried to my therapist for an hour in therapy this week. So you know that I love therapy. It is very important. I go every single week. I'm not ashamed of it. I am actually really very proud of myself. It's something that makes me feel very empowered and is very healing and honestly like crucial for my happiness and mental health and just betterment as a person. So if you guys have something that is interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, you can try BetterHelp. So BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You're able to connect in a safe and private online environment. It is so convenient and you can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help, but it is professional counseling done securely online. You can send a message to your counselor anytime and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, all without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room ever again. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. This is very important. I think you also have to kind of shop for the right counselor for you. Um, So keep that in mind. If you have tried therapy and maybe that wasn't the right counselor for you, try a different one and BetterHelp makes that really easy. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can find the particular expertise you need online. Don't limit yourself to counselors located near you. It is convenient, professional, and affordable. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp. They're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I want y'all to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash Kinsey. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their own mental health. Again, that is betterhelp.com slash Kinsey. I'm Sinead Grimes-Beach. And I'm Annalyn McCord. After years spent playing best friends on screen on 90210. And fighting like hell behind the scenes. Ah, yes. How could I forget? (laughs) We made it out of our time in Young Hollywood on a show that shared names with the most iconic zip code in the world. Bonded for life, but not without a shit ton of baggage in tow. Now we are back together letting it all hang out on our new podcast, Unzipped. Tune in and unzip with us and our brilliant guests every Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts. I want to talk about the actual journey and what you did once you felt you had lost yourself to getting yourself back. But before we get there, if there happens to be like a parent listening to this that has a child who is coming out or maybe like questioning or has any sort of questions or whatever, what advice would you give them for their child's sake? So the the thing that my parents did to me or they thought for me that was really um, detrimental was they thought that by denying my truth, because they very clearly understood that I was different, they said, we don't think you're gay. Like when I started being made fun of, they're like, we don't think you're gay. And, And they were not being truthful with me. And they just wanted to protect me. Right. You know, the the big thing is like, you know, if you're different, your life is going to be harder, you know, especially if you're not aligning with the binary or like heteronormative, whatever it is. And within that journey, I was trying to live up and to my parents and make them proud of me. And at the same time, I thought that that meant I had to deny myself, you know, and then when I came out, they were like, okay, great. What's for dinner? And I'm like, hold on. I was like living my life denying this for so long because you told me when I was 10 years old that the kids who were making fun of me were wrong. 
And granted, like, you know, I'm crying, I'm having this experience and you just want to protect me. And that's totally fine. And gratitude. So to answer your question, I would just say to listen, to listen to what they're going through and take pause before you try and protect them or try and invalidate or even validate what they're saying and just say, okay, I love you. That's all we want. That's all we want is love, period. That you don't, we don't need you to fix it. I think that that's a big thing too. What age did you come out? So I didn't come out until I was 26. Okay, so this was finally when you stopped like denying your truth. Yeah, yeah, okay. it was like the same. That was a big piece of the the puzzle. Oh. I was just like, oh my God, it's just like, you know, at that time, like online dating was like on OkCupid and I'm like <laughs> thinking, I'm like, I'm just going to change who I'm attracted to from women to men. And I did it a couple of times, but then like switched back. And it was like so scary for me because that was the first step. Really the only world that it rocked was mine, right? Because who I love and who I spend my life with has nothing to do with anyone. And that's like a really, really important message. Like it's really none of your business. And within that journey, you know, our parents just want to protect us from being hurt. And really our parents are just operating from the understanding of how they grew up and how, you know, we're getting to the time where it's just like, you know, because millennials are having parents, uh, having kids and like, it's not as challenging. You know, my parents' generation, I think is really where the trauma was really created. And then from there, just releasing all of that. So I'm really, really grateful for my journey. It wouldn't have gotten me where I was. Had it, would I have wished that maybe in my 20s, like early 20s, that I was like out and proud and like living it up in New York City? Yes. I came out and then like five months later decided to move back home to San Diego from New York City and like spent the month of September in 2013 being like the local whore, I guess. <laughs> like, so, but it was just like, you know, I wish that I had more months to be the local yeah. whore, you know, and now I'm married and I'm just like, can't ever be a whore again. It's so rude. When did you get married? I got married in 2017. So, okay, cool. Yeah. How'd you guys meet? Okay. Cupid. Did you, was it really? Okay. Cupid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that a website or is it an app? I've heard of it, obviously, but like, I just never hear about this. You will meet on Hinge. Yeah. So, okay, Cupid was like, because at that time there were apps, you know, okay. I had the app on my phone, but it was just like a website, free dating service. So um, oh. it was free and it's still a thing. Like a matchmaking service? Well, just, no, no, no. It's okay. just like, you didn't have to pay any money for like, you know, to upgrade Got or anything. It. And you had your profile. And then it's funny though, because your matches get matched with the same people as you. So I found that like, like my husband and I, we went on a date with like the same dude. And I was just like, he was so weird. You guys bonded over that. We bonded over that. But I like, that. I make fun of him because he like seriously dated this guy for a while. And I was like, I can't believe you dated that guy. <laughs> like how embarrassing. <laughs> so embarrassing for you. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So let's talk about 26 on you coming into yourself, like your self-love journey. I want to hear about what you did and even practical things that if someone's listening right now yeah. and they feel like they've lost themselves or maybe parts of themselves, how they can get that back. Totally. So first of all, I want to define what self-love is because 
a lot of us run around and self-love is thrown around these day and age. And it's really, really important to, to understand the difference between self-love and self-care. But first of all, let's define self-love. So there's two words. The word self is the individual and love is devotion. So when you're operating from a place of self-love, you're operating from a place of the devotion to your individuality. What makes you, you? And sweet Kenzie or anyone who's listening, there's only one you on this planet. You are the only you who is born with the gifts and the talents and just you are a blessing and you you are an amazing soul. And even if you have an identical twin, there is no one who is exactly like you. And when you operate from that place of authentic, just like self-acceptance, that is true self-love. It's honoring every part of you. So it's honoring the part of you that loves to go shopping. It's honoring the part of you that loves to create TikToks instead of going out. It's honoring the part of you, not making any part of you wrong and working through that. Because there there are some wild things that some of us love to do, and there's so much shame and guilt and stress around fitting in to this norm of whatever it is. And operating from a place of self-love is not making yourself wrong for wanting to be or do or act or say anything. And within that, we can get really confused in this day and age because we're told that self-care is self-love. And self-love is a mental and emotional act, and self-care is a physical act. So go and get your nails done, getting your hair did, you know, going on a shopping spree, taking yourself out to dinner, working out. These are all self-care activities. And a lot of us, because of society and the conditioning, have been told that self-care will deliver self-love. And that's not entirely false. However, it's really important to take a step back and know that if you are aren't practicing self-love while you are self-caring, it can turn into something that's self-destructive. So don't worry, I'm going to give you an example. Okay. So let's say you're going to get your nails done and your, your manicure is 60 bucks and like you have like $3 in your bank account. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you're freaking out the entire time. You're like, Oh my God, I got to get these nails. So it's going to match my new Prada bag on Instagram. (laughs) So I can get the likes, right? That self-care act of getting your nails done is totally just null and void. It's not doing anything for you because you're just stressing out. You're getting anxiety over it. So I want to give all of you permission listening that if you're going to do the self-care, infuse gratitude into it. This is the easiest way that you can bring self-love into your self-care act. Give your body gratitude for being able to do the hot Pilates. Give your body (laughs) gratitude for being able to grow hair that can get done right? These are things that we don't really think about or, and we're not taught. It's also really, really easy to do. We were talking about this on, um, when we were on my show about how like we get caught up in having to make things really, really like intense and challenging and hard. And sometimes like it can be really, really easy. And that's it. Like the first step to self-love is like kind of zooming out and showing yourself when you aren't operating from self-love and seeing, can I do something different? Mm -hmm. I love what you said about not making yourself wrong. It's so interesting. This is something that I have noticed and my therapist points out all the time. I'm a very open person. I'm very passionate about, like my dad instilled this in us growing up. If there's a kid sitting by themselves at lunch, like you go talk to that kid. But I am just very passionate about someone who feels maybe someone has projected onto them that they're not worthy or maybe like they're the kids who are like left out. So it's interesting because I look at that and I'm, I'm not a critical person. I wouldn't say, and I actually think I should be a little bit more critical in certain aspects, but it's weird because I will be 
really hard on myself and I will think like very black and white with myself of like, oh, if I'm not doing this, then that's bad. If I'm doing this, that's bad or whatever it is. And it's not really, honestly, it's not like morally, it's just like random, mainly work things. So that's something I've really worked on with myself because I'm like, it's so weird. I'm not critical of anyone else. I want everyone to do exactly what they want to do. But with me, I just put so much pressure on myself. And so that's been something that I'm really trying to work on as far as actually taking care of myself. And another thing too is for so long, I feel like I ran from my problems by working instead of like self-love or self-care. I don't know which one this would like go into for me was like actually dealing with my emotions and actually like going to therapy and taking care of that first, because at the end of the day, like, yeah, I can go get my nails done and like go to Pilates or something, but that's not like really healing me. And, uh, um, I had Anna Lynn McCord on the show, Naomi from 90210, the like beautiful blonde. And uh, she was sharing a little bit of her story, which is really interesting. You actually should have her on. She'd be good. But she was just there's some quote of like, wherever I go, there I am. Mm. And I was like, that's so good. I think about that all the time. And so I love what you said so much about like, you're not wrong, like different parts. And I really love people who kind of surprise me and they have maybe multifaceted people and ways that maybe like society would say like contradicts. We just had Jennifer Stone on the show and she was Harper on Wizards of Waverly Place, but she's also a nurse now. And she also acts like just things like that. I think it's really cool. Yeah. I don't know if that like all makes sense together. Listen, but, it all know? makes sense because you said it. So something that I noticed that I would just love to give you like a tactical, like hot seat coaching moment right now. Mm -hmm. The word should in mm -hmm. itself has so much shame embodied in it that I want to challenge you and anyone listening to ditch that word from your vocabulary. So when we say should, what we're doing is we're saying that we should be doing something that we're not, right? I should be less critical on myself, which is then making yourself wrong for being as critical as you are. A, who gets to decide how much self-criticism is bad or, or wrong? Like, yes, you are the only one who gets to decide that. And at the same time, it's really important to zoom out and say, hmm, is there something different that I could say that's more empowering? Because when we say should, what we're doing is we are giving ourselves an excuse to continue doing the same stuff and we're making ourselves wrong. We're shaming ourselves. So I empower anyone listening. If you're going to say, oh, I sh let's use the example of like, I should go to the gym, right? Because this is like something that everyone probably at one time has struggled with. <laughs> I should go to the gym or I should eat a salad instead of a burger or whatever it is. So instead of saying I should go to the gym, say I will go to the gym because then you're initiating yourself to go. And in your case, I will be less critical on myself. It's affirmative. It's more mm -hmm. positive. There's no shame in that. And you're not giving yourself an excuse to continue doing that type of behavior. I love that. My friend, Lauren Elizabeth actually has a, I think she has an entire podcast episode on stop shooting yourself. So that's so actually good. What other words would you recommend taking out of your vocabulary? Um, the words or the phrase I have to, I would, I would swap that to, I get to. That's what they taught us in college. Yeah. Because yeah. everything's a privilege, yeah. right? I get to be here with you. You know, I didn't have to drive two and a half hours in traffic from mm -hmm. San Diego to LA to be here with a you. A saint, a real angel, an by the way. An angel. <laughs> and picking you. The halo, you. I see it. <laughs> I can see your halo. <laughs> I got to do it, you yeah. know? And, and every experience that I have is something that we get to do, right? You get to go to school. You get to do your homework. You get to create the life of your dreams. And it's like this whole thing about work, right? And especially in this day and age where we can really 
empower ourselves to create our own destiny. You know, with the internet, you have so much ability. Like I created my business on the internet, you know, to create this entire journey for yourself. So it's like, if you're working at McDonald's and you hashtag hate it, like we're, we're not going to say I have to go to work because you are choosing to go. So you get to go to work. Even if you hate your job, you get to go. Mm-hmm. It is a privilege. There's so many people who die to work at McDonald's. I love that. I want to talk a little bit about radical responsibility. Um, this is really where I want to end off the episode because I think this is so important. Can you share just your idea behind radical responsibility? So radical responsibility is owning your shit, period. Mm-hmm. And knowing that you are in complete control, you're in complete control and sacrificing yourself for others, being a people pleaser, allowing your parents, your friends, your family to dictate your life. Yes, it's easier because it's playing the blame game, right? Because if your parents forced you to go to school to become a dentist, which is what happened to my dad, and you go, right? And you don't forge your own way. That's on you, right? I know that like, it's not so cut and dry, but really you have a decision in all of this. You are your own identity. You are a human being. And if you have the privilege to make your own decisions about the stuff, radical responsibility, it's liberating. It's liberating. It's saying, what can I do differently in this situation? Okay. My best friend is really angry at me. Okay. What can I do differently is because I didn't listen to them. Is it because I knew that I shouldn't have gone out with their ex, but I did it anyway, right? Like there is always part where you can take ownership. And when we zoom out on our lives and we say, oh, that part where my mom was really angry at me because I didn't clean my room. And two hours before I was looking at the hot mess that was my room and hearing her in my head being like, okay, you really need to clean room before we have dinner. And I went back to scrolling TikTok, like you made the decision to do that. So how can your actions change your life for the better? What are ways that you take radical responsibility like day to day? I mean, right now for me, a big moment is like my mindset because I'm at this point in my life where I'm really doing my best to heal. I've I've identified a lot of trauma in my life that I'd really suppressed. So it's like, for me, the journey is being really present with all of that stuff. I think we're kind of Mm -hmm. on the same journey, you and I. I'm just like 13 years behind you. (laughs) So it's great. We're great. Everyone's exactly where you're meant to be, FYI. And on the journey, it's just like, owning that if I don't feel good and I push myself, like my body's going to experience that. I'm, um, I have a a chronic skin disease that I was just diagnosed with. And like, if I don't rest, it's miserable. And I am the only one who can take responsibility for that. Like I'm the only one who can say like, Hey, sorry, I can't come out for drinks or Hey, sorry, actually I can't do the podcast episode today because I'm really struggling. And when I allow other people to tell me differently, or push me to do things like that's on me. I can't be mad at that person because I was the one that said yes. I feel like people really struggle with, I do too, but I also am a little bit of a, I have been a little bit of a homebody. So as far as rest, it's like one of those things that maybe I should do less of sometimes. No, not should, not should. I'm learning, I'm learning. 
yeah anyways thank you so much for coming on the show i have loved hanging out with you you will have to come back where can they find you yeah so you can find me on all social media at paul fishman that's my first name paul last name fish like the things that swim in the sea man like me and if you want to check out my website that's paulfishman.love.love and then join me for my podcast the road to self-love i love that thank you thank you all right guys i hope you enjoyed today's episode and let's get into the listener call-in This is Kate. So I actually saw that you're wanting people to send in updates about their life. And I'm so excited to say that I got approved for my dream apartment. And I am so ready for it. And I just wanted to say that I love your podcast so much. You do so many good things for women and even men. I'm honestly just like so empowered by you. And I think you're amazing. So thank you so much for everything you do. I love you so much. You're awesome. Oh my gosh, Kate. Thank you so much. That was so nice. Um, First off, congrats. That is so exciting. I love when you guys call in. Just give a little life update, even something good that has happened. It doesn't even have to be a question, but I'm so excited for you. You're going to have to send us photos in the Geneva group chat. Thank you so much. That was so nice. Anyways, I love you guys so much. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you guys want to be in the next episode, be sure to call in. I cannot remember our phone number to save my life. Okay. Be sure to call in 866-994-ILYSM and leave a voicemail, leave a question, leave advice, leave a little update, whatever it might be. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and I will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.